Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Island Sports Podcast. I am Anthony Twomley, alongside my lovely, lovely co-host, Mr. Yackle. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty well, Mr. Twomley. Uh, thank you for calling me lovely. I'm anything but that. But uh, <laughs> just uh, very excited to be getting this second episode, this after-hour edition. The after-hours edition. The after-hours edition of Island Sports Talk kicked off, and uh, I'm excited for this, buddy. Let's get into yeah. it. If you were so kind as to listen to our first one in our entirety, we can ramble for days. We wanted to just chop it up a little, uh, not not keep you too strained to having to listen to these two doobuses over here. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a whole another episode. This one, we're going to keep it a little shorter. Got the NBA trade deadline, which just took place today. We're on top of it. And baseball season is right around oh, the corner. yeah. Uh, we're about wait. a week away, I believe. We might honestly be under a week now. But we'll start with the big, big news and the frenzy, which was the NBA trading deadline. Do you got any thoughts on this deadline? I know you said you're not a huge basketball guy, but what uh, what are your takeaways from today? It was All right. madness. All right. So I'll preface this by saying I have absolutely z- <laughs> almost zero percent – like. Me and Twomley both agreed when we went into this. I'm the hockey guy. He's the basketball guy as far as NBA and NHL go. So I don't have – I have a general idea of what's going on in the NBA. I have a general idea of how teams are doing and and whatnot. But player-wise, there's going to be a ton of players. I have no idea who they are. But what I do know with some of the better teams in the NBA in previous years, like Toronto Raptors, is players like Kyle Lowry. And I was very, very surprised to see he was moved. Especially, it was it was not I'm alone. Sorry, was not moved. Rather, he was not. You were moved not alone there because you're going to see this guy walk away and probably sign in his hometown of Philadelphia this upcoming off season. And I guess the trade market would have would have justified you know, Philly offering pennies on the dollar just based on the fact that they would be able to sign him later yeah, on. He's leaving so anyway, I guess yeah. it might dampen the trade market a little bit. And then you also have to factor in that with Lowry, when you have such a limited area of teams that he would be willing to go to, it kind of limits your options as an organization. But to still not trade him at all when you know he's going to leave, be leaving your building. And then you saw him press, uh, press game uh, – not press game – in the press conference post game last night, he looked Peace checked out. out. He was like, he "This is like, my swan song." Yeah, he's like, "I'm done," and it, he's got no hard feelings for them. He said he was willing to play out the. Se- it wasn't like a bad divorce where he was demanding no. a trade. He just, he's he just professional. Just, he, knows, he knows his time is coming, and he yeah. just assumed that was it. And I was watching the NBA trade frenzy, screaming at my TV like, "Where's the Lowry news? Where's the Lowry news?" Then mm. I believe it was like three ten. The Woj tweet came. It said Kyle Woj, Lowry. Woj bomb. Said, the bomb came. It said <laughs> Toronto Raptors point guard Kyle Lowry will not be traded. They will keep him. Wow. I was like, well, that was just so anticlimactic. But uh, the last two teams in on him were the Lakers and the Heat. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they didn't want to give up you know, an extra player. They were each holding on. We'll get to the Heat in a minute because they made, honestly, possibly a better move. But uh, – mm-hmm. It was a matter of what they wanted to give up, and they just didn't bite. And the 76ers, they were in the mix. 
But uh, they pulled out because they didn't want to give up a whole lot. Like you said, also, he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. He's signing he with wants the Sixers. It, like, if they want him and he wants to go there, there's literally no reason why that reunion can't happen. It's his hometown. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why it can't and shouldn't happen. So, I mean, it's smart on them. And, you know, in that exact scenario, you had Victor Oladipo, who was traded from the Rockets mm-hmm. to the Heat. And he's going to be a free agent at the end of this season. So it's with the same situation. Why why do that when he's going to be a free agent? And then you saw what the Heat gave up. They gave up pennies on the dollar. It's not a big deal. The guy he's replacing, far better than, and they're getting rid of a bad contract. So at the end of the day, he's just here earlier. And he's want, he's made it very clear he wants to go to Miami. They just got him mm-hmm. earlier than they anticipated. But it was definitely a little curious. I was like, uh, you know you were getting it. And this was a thing where they knew they were getting him. They were, they knew they were getting him. Like mm-hmm. it was not a, there was no if ands or buts about where Victor Oladipo was going. Mm-hmm. We've known for the past year and a half, Miami is his destination. So that was a little odd. That and you know what, Tom? I'm I'm obviously someone that would have never, at any point in my life, been good enough to play basketball and get into the NBA. But if I was an <laughs> NBA player. I mean, Miami has to be the best spot in the league. It really Especially, does. Especially, like, I feel like it, the, the NBA lifestyle is a lot more, not rock star, because obviously you got intense conditioning, mm-hmm. but I feel like the NBA li- lifestyle is a lot more free than yeah, the NFL lifestyle. Exactly. I feel like an NFL lifestyle, when you're an NFL player, that's literally your life. None of your, like, your, none of your contract is guaranteed. Like, there are players yeah. that don't have any guarantees on their contract. I mean, yeah, so the, like, Kirk Cousins was the tough. first player to get a hundred percent guaranteed contract. These totally guys, guaranteed. these guys, yeah, the NBA tosses out. Like, we'll 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 do an episode where we just laugh at the most ridiculous contracts, and we'll 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 do a comparison because like it's kind of out of nowhere now, but it, it would be relevant to this conversation. We'll uh, we'll listen. Rome wasn't built in the day. We'll we'll get that exactly. factored in exactly. later on. But yeah, if you just wanted to look. At the ten most expensive, you know, NBA to NFL contracts. Obviously, Mahomes just blew everyone out of the water. So there's an outlier. But if you want to look aside from Mahomes, it's crazy. Uh, and like you said, the NBA is fully guaranteed. And there's some literal scrubs mm. that have made money for God knows what reason. You, you know, what's one thing I liked about this going back to the uh, the Victor Oladipo, Oladipo trade, rather, is that. You didn't have to give up your two young guys in Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. You didn't have to give up yeah, those two young pieces where in that Kyle Lowry scenario going to Hero Miami, was, Hero was, was a player was that the Raptors were very interested in and somebody that yeah. they probably were like, we're not going to be trading Kyle Lowry to you unless we get Tyler Hero. Um, so, And they were very adamant in not trading Hero for James Harden. There was no way in hell they were no disrespect to Kyle Lowry, yeah. but if they weren't going to trade him for James Harden, there's no way they were going to trade him for Kyle. No, Lowry. absolutely not. And, and here's the thing, though, Tom. I, I just want it. Why would anybody in the East try to bulk up right now? The Nets are winning without Kevin Durant. They're I, going off listen, without him. Like they're winning like I the get title. It. The Heat's roster is very. Very intriguing. You added Old Depot. Uh, 
LaMarcus Aldridge got bought out earlier. The Heat are the favorites to land him. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have some big-name depth there, uh, you know, for Bam to come out. You know, Aldridge has been a very good pro for most of his – for pretty much his entire career, honestly. So that's definitely a solid name. But in the East, it's going to be very tough to beat that Nets team. And it will still be interesting to see come playoff time how they adapt. But listen – at first, I was I was skeptical because I was like, "There's Kyrie, kind of a head case. KD can kind of, you know, be sensitive. Harden has had his. That's the thing. Like, let's see how Harden plays in the playoffs. Like, he's had his his woes, but he's been a model citizen so far, and that's how that's why it's worked out for the I know. most part. He's he's, been, he's been the one. He's been the one who's adapted and like, all right. I'll do it. Like, they have put the point guard duties on him. He became the distributor. He became the distributor. Love or hate them, whether you want to claim it's their city or the Knicks city, which I don't care. Uh, I like basketball. I'm a big NBA fan. I do not have a team. I just enjoy watching the sport. Um, I root for the players. Like, I have Mm -hmm. a lot of favorite players. But the reasoning for me, honestly, with not rooting for a team at this point, I didn't have, like, a fanhood growing up around me. Like, like I did with the Mets. And there's just so much player movement in the NBA that, you know, you can't even get attached to a player. Yeah, there's because... not as much attachment whatsoever. Yeah, like, it's just so much. So that's another thing. So I really have, when I, like, make my opinions on an NBA scale, I really have no dog in any fight. It's based off of how I feel and what I see. So, like, yeah. there's no, sure, there's more teams I technically, I guess, like more than others because there's players I like more, but. There really is no, for the most part, it's how I how I feel. I have no real bias, like at all. But yeah, aside from that, I was skeptical about you know the Nets, but despite you know questions I still have how it'll work in the playoffs, I really you can ask the same questions about the Sixers. You can ask the same question about the Bucks. The Heat are the defending Eastern Conference champs, but yeah. do they have enough to to compete? You just look at the top three players on the Heat. I mean, on the Nets. They honestly probably have, you know, where Giannis. I you could put Giannis at one. I, I'll give you Giannis at one, but then you know, two and three, two, holy, three. holy, Kevin Durant. Two, three, is four. probably Durant. <laughs> Harden, yeah, it's probably Durant, Harden. You know, Kyrie's Embiid probably can Three, can four, yeah, but Kyrie, but, but uh. He's in that top six or seven. Yeah. You, know? you have three of the top, at the very least, seven players in the East. And that might honestly be disrespectful to Kyrie. But uh, I, as the season continues, especially in the East, I just... I have a hard just, time not thinking it's going to be L.A. versus... And by L.A., I mean the Lakers versus... Uh, the, the the Brooklyn Nets here in, in the yeah, NBA the, Finals. The West, I, the I, West I, is very, very tricky to me because yeah. LeBron is out for a month. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, you don't know when he's coming back. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are in, like, big trouble right now because they've just free-falled since LeBron got hurt and Anthony Davis isn't there. Uh, when they come back, we'll see what happens. They got to win games, but they're not at all. So that's, mm-hmm. that's not good for them. They might go we'll, into the playoffs in a lower position than they – they might be yeah, like might, a five seed it, that ends up, you know, running the table. Yeah. So it might it might like suit them well, but we'll uh we'll get to our playoff predictions as as things wane on. We'll we'll keep it to the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. The 
the biggest deal of the day was the Nikola Vucevic bomb to the Bulls, which was another curious move because like the Bulls are a young rebuilding team, and they gave away two solid. Uh, well, one is is definitely pretty young, and the other is a vet, Wendell Carter and Otto Porter. Uh, Vucevic is thirty. He's definitely he's very good, but he's not going to take them. They're currently the tenth seed. This move doesn't really take them, maybe even to the seventh seed. Like this might get them into the playoffs. It might get them into the the play in, the play in round for the playoffs. But which is ten teams? Listen, now, I love right. Yeah, I love Vucevic. He's on my fantasy team, and he's amazing. He's probably going to take a little bit of a hit now, which is great. I I love that. But uh, he's very solid. But it's not the kind of move that is going to make the Chicago Bulls great again. Uh, and they gave away draft picks in basketball are a lot different than draft picks in the NFL. So I don't buy much as much stock into the first round picks, even though their picks will probably be higher. First round picks, it, it, it's a splash move for sure because he's a huge name. I'm just not so sure as to how this really gets the Bulls into a contending stage. We'll see what happens, but. I'm just, I'm just, it's very, uh, the real big move that I like, well, I don't love because it, again, affects me. Fan- uh, the trade deadline really just decided to hose my team for, uh, for like the players I have. Mm-hmm. The, the trade I liked the most as just a basketball fan, not a fantasy basketball fan, is Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. Um, they didn't really give up much to get him. He's pretty talented. He won't. He clearly won't be the number one or two in uh, Denver. He was probably the number two in Orlando. Listen, the Nuggets were very close to the finals last year, and they're uh, they're a very good team. <laughs> they're amazing. They have, you know, with LeBron going down and Embiid missing games, they probably have the MVP with Jokic. They're going for it, so I commend them. It'd be nice to see a team like the Nuggets, you know, make this run. You have big cities like Miami, LA. Golden State had their run. You know, seeing Toronto win was nice, but then you had the Cavs for those four years. Mm-hmm. So seeing a team do everything, you know, this was a trade, yes, but everything else organically, like through the draft and just developing, seeing the Nuggets finally maybe reach the level they really, really could would be would be cool. I so, so I like I do like that move. I ultimately I feel like we're gonna have a golden a mini golden state Cavs over the next couple of years with the Lakers in the in the Nets. I feel like we're gonna at least get two straight it's, finals of that. I, I I know I realize that a lot of these teams like you know like like the Nuggets are they're taking steps like they haven't in, in years past and but at the end of the day they're still the Denver fucking Nuggets. Like <laughs> at the end of the day yeah. their history isn't on their, you know, isn't on their side, and I, I, I'm true. more of, especially in basketball compared to other sports, I'm more inclined to go with teams or organizations rather that have a history and a and the aura around them. I, I think, obviously, other sports you feel it, but there's some teams in the NBA where you really feel it more, more of an aura around them, like the Lakers or the Celtics, or the 70. And this is coming from somebody that doesn't know anything about the NBA at, at all. I mean, 
That guy, Nikolai Vucevic. What's how do you pronounce his name? <laughs> Nikolai Vucevic. Nikolai Vucevic. I thought you were talking about a vodka for a second. Like I quite honestly <laughs> thought we were talking liquor. I had no idea who this man was. But my point being, yes, it's good to have all these different teams in the mix now for championships, and we're not getting four straight years of the same final. But at the end of the day, in my, you know, very dumb brain, I still feel like the Nuggets aren't going to be a team that's going to make it there. Just like when you have teams like the Lakers that are just in that same course, they're in, con- they're in contention with you. The Lakers. Just look at history. The teams history, like, with the biggest. Yeah. Yeah, it's not on their side. It, yeah. it really isn't. I'm, you have the outlier years. Like, the Raptors yeah. was an outlier year. The Cavs even winning was LeBron, an outlier year, obviously. LeBron so. LeBron left the East, and the Raptors got Kawhi. Mm. It's very simple. It's, LeBron owned the Raptors but, in the playoffs. He left the East. And it speaks you know. It speaks so much to how much players mean to us. Like, unlike, like, the two, not positions necessarily, one is a position in quarterback, but the other, there aren't two leagues quite like the NBA and the NFL where one player can decide the entire trajectory of a franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. LeBron James, whatever team he wants to play for, that team instantly has a shot to win you know, an NBA championship. Well, so, certainly the case in basketball, you could – you could you could make Kawhi's the same. Like obviously, yeah. If you get the quarterback, like for football, it certainly makes it easier. But there definitely is a lot more of a team aspect in football where it's harder yeah. for one specific. I know the Chiefs have made back to back Super Bowls. He's Mahomes is that he's good, had weapons but though. He's had help. A lot a lot needs to go right for even the best of quarterbacks. Yeah. To uh for for uh you know and then it felt like and then Brady's just Brady we he we I'm not. I can't. I'm not gonna. I don't. I respect him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I refuse to just give him praise right now. You know where I'm going. Yeah. It's harder. It's harder in football. You have the few cases, but yeah, basketball. I mean, you saw LeBron everywhere. Like he made nine straight finals, mm-hmm. I believe. Kawhi uh, nine. Yeah, I Kawhi mean... goes to the Raptors. They win immediately. Basketball. It's certainly a lot more. You know, you get two or three stars. Congratulations. And then you, get, you, you have a very serious. You get shot. two stars that want like. Kyrie and KD, like even going all yeah. the way back to LeBron with the super team in Miami. Yeah. Whoever is the more prominent player wants to pick up one of his guys and bring them to another city. It's it's an amazing strategy. LeBron is a re- yeah. honestly, people love him, people hate him. I tend to feel indifferent towards him. There are times where I think, you know, I appreciate him for his greatness. I definitely appreciate his greatness. Yeah. There are spots he puts himself in where. He doesn't, you know, he puts himself in the bet in the in a great position, uh, situation, uh, publicity wise, more than he doesn't. You know what I mean? But there are some things he does yeah. where I'm just like LeBron. Like the decision, obviously, is going to stick out in everybody's head as a as a very, you know, not the best of moves to make. You know, announcing you're leaving yeah. a, a team on national television like that. But you know, absolutely, he, like he definitely has some brain dead decisions, but. For the most part, he's, you know, I know I did this just turned into a LeBron hour, but he does make great decisions. And he made a very innovative decision in having 
you know, he shapes. He kind of shaped what the NBA became over the next you know, ten he, years. He shaped how teams need yeah. to build their teams. He changed the dynamic of how an NBA franchise changed, wins a championship. Changed players' mindsets. He changed a lot. He really he did, and I respect that. I um, respect the hell out of that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. To move on from LeBron, so we don't sound like you know every other basketball outlet. Well, those were pretty much the big trades. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of it was a frenzy because you know they came pouring in, but uh. Those were pretty much the big ones. A few minor ones. Lou Williams got traded back to Atlanta, which is funny. I don't know if you saw in the bubble. He had a little incident. He went to a strip club. Oh, that's Magic the City guy? There. That's the guy that wanted yeah. his win? Yes. So, Lemon Pepper Lou Le- trended because lemon he likes their Lemon Pepper oh Wings. So, he's back. He's back in Atlanta where Magic City is. He must uh, be he got traded. thrilled. Oh, he must be very happy. He, he must... got traded for Rondo. Oh man, uh, that's a solid. That's a solid move for the Clippers because, as good as Kawhi and Paul George are, they aren't the alpha leaders that will set people straight. Rondo was a very underrated uh, player for the Lakers last year. Just that vet who's done it, who's mm. won, been around for a while. Uh, that that'll help. And then, let's see, a few other minor ones. Nothing really crazy. We really. We really uh, covered most of them. Mm-hmm. And then just the, the Thunder continued to do something ridiculous uh, with their the compiling of draft picks. They were involved in a three-team deal. Over the next seven seasons now, because the Thunder have been very active mm-hmm. over the past few years, ever since they traded ever since they traded Oladipo, ever since they traded for Paul George, they've been, uh, they've been very active trading-wise. So over the next seven seasons, I want you to take a guess how many draft picks they have. Now, before I tell you, I do know I don't know the exact amount of picks, but I do know they've been a team that you're aware. I'm aware of the situation, and I'm aware that they have just been compiling picks. And I don't think they traded Paul when they traded Paul George. They got four first rounders, right? Not four when they traded Chris Paul. Oh my! But. I have the graphic somewhere it, on my phone, it, and they um, just thought so. Over the next, this is over the next seven drafts. Over the next seven years, how many draft picks? First round picks we're talking. First, well, there's only two rounds, so first and second combined. Okay. And before we continue, is it in the 30s or the 40s? Because I'm going to go with like 36. 34. So you were, you were, you were close. Okay. You're really close. That's for, that okay. is ridiculous. There's yeah. uh, and for two rounds. That is it, yeah, it crazy. At, it's, at a certain point, it's like, what are you doing? They have 17 first round. Well, picks they know the how to draft years. though. They draft yeah, very they well. They have 17 first round picks and 17 second round picks over the next seven years. So you're at a point now. You just need to find a team that has their unhappy star. That's what they're doing. Get, That's exactly what give they're them doing. Five, give them five first-round picks. What does it really matter? And then, guess what? Find another team unhappy with their star. Give them three firsts and two seconds. Guess what? You only traded – you still have nine first-round picks over the next seven years. You're fine. That's honestly so – What they could either do is – I'm all about I'm, – I'm, when I have, like, the, their type of situation, I'm all about tanking. Like, I would instead yeah. – what they're doing is awesome. I I actually think that's the the, the right play. You have to. Do well, that. it's a blessing and a curse. Their best player, who you know, mm-hmm. this, this this week has sucked for me. 
Their best player, Shy Gilgis Alexander, who also is on my fantasy team, is going to be out for plantar fasciitis. Ooh, I can relate. That's gonna be, I can that, relate. That, that's going to be at least a month. So that's going to tank. That They're just going to tank now. Uh, they have no choice. So they'll get a high pick. So they can either go crazy and really try to do this organically or trade for a star or two and really fill it out. You have the picks to do it. But, uh, yeah, that was the last last note on the trade deadline, which was a frenzy. There was a lot of smaller tier moves. The three somewhat bigger moves, but, you know, Lowry not getting traded was kind of surprising. And then Andre Drummond and Aldridge not getting traded was surprising. They have been bought out. We'll see where they wind up. Uh, and we'll, we'll leave the NBA at that. And for the final topic of the Island Sports Talk After Hours, you love it. I love it. The MLB is almost back, baby. Mm. We're almost there. I could, I could feel it. I, I could, could feel opening day. I could smell the grass being cut, Twam. I could smell, smell the grass it. being cut. I could look at the sky without a single cloud being there. There's blue sky in all. the parking lot of City Field. I, I could see that. Uh, we're almost we're back. We're almost Actually, back in the stadium, too, Twam. Yeah, before we could continue. Yeah. Uh, 20% capacity at City Field, mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium. Yankee tickets actually just went on sale today. Still waiting for City Field, but I, it's been too long since I've been to a baseball game. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting for City Field. Me and my friends pulled the trigger. Officially 12 days from now, I'm going into the Lions Then I'm going into Citizens Bank Park, Philadelphia, to watch the Mets play the Phillies. Wow. And we're under $40 tickets, and we're right along the third base line. That's amazing. Amazing. Good because you. you know, crazy. as you know, we're in we're in these crazy times, and tickets are dropping due to you know circumstances of the city, mm-hmm. for, uh, you know testing wise or vaccine wise. Um, so some places have really cheap tickets. Some places are very expensive tickets. Yeah, Phillies thankfully had very cheap tickets. Uh, so we hopped on that and we got really good seats. I can't wait. It the way things are lining up, it should be a Degrom start. So that may, adds even more. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. I can't wait. I and know. as you know, uh, we can't wait to get back to City Field. I, I, Chris is a Chris is a very, very kind soul. He's a Yankees fan, but he supports us. He supports the suffering Mets fans. Things are looking I great. I wouldn't say support, Tom. Well, I would say I to- not support. tolerate. I tolerate. Tolerate, yeah. Tolerate, tolerate. He tolerates us. He goes to Mets games with us because, you know what, at the end of the day, we're having a great time. It's a, I, I will always go to a baseball game. I don't care who's playing. I love nothing yeah. more than going to baseball games. So, yeah, baseball games. Like I, I can watch baseball on TV, uh, but I understand the people who like it a lot more in person. Mm-hmm. It's better in person. Oh, the atmosphere is better. not better in person. Which way? But better. I, I, I can watch it. I, I, I'm a baseball truther. Love the sport. I know there's things that need to be improved, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I absolutely love it. So as do I, Trump. I, I will yeah. say over the past couple of years, I definitely. I find it harder to watch a full game from first inning to ninth inning like I used to. I think I used to be able – I easily could – but that's just the way our society's going. And this is definitely yeah. – because, again, we already have three different topics we can make a whole podcast out of. But um, I, I – it's, it's still – I, I still, soccer. I still love baseball. I still I, – yeah, and I still absolutely. am following it, and I still know everything that's going on. I love the Yankees. And it's it, it always has a place in my heart. It really does. Yeah. And I'm really excited so, to see uh, it back. I really am. 
while you're on it, let's uh, hear your thoughts about your boys for this year. What do you think? If the Yankees don't make it, at least make it to the World Series, it's a severe disappointment. I mean, yeah, we're getting they, to that point now. Like they got to had this core. They they got to do right something. There. They, and you know what? Yeah. The Astros, the, the COVID really helped them out more than anybody because people completely forgot about them. Like I mean. There was no room for retaliation when it came to their situation. And if we look back, Tuam, I firmly believe at least one of those series the Yankees would have won if it wasn't for Houston's meddling and with the uh, the cheating whole situation. Yeah. And like so they and like the whole thing is like you said, you expect them to make the World Series. They were ahead of schedule when they lost to the Astros in twenty seventeen. They were they were ahead of schedule. They were so they, no one really expected the young kids to come out and, and fall out mm-hmm. right away. They were a game away from the World Series, mm-hmm. and since then, they made it. They haven't reached that level. Here's the here's the problem I have, uh, Tuam. They got Stanton a couple of years back, right after they lost. So that alone should have vaulted them into a World Series. At least then you then you see the you saw Houston win, and then you saw the Red Sox win. And you got beat by the Red Sox in the postseason. Now the Red Sox are out. They're out of, you know, the, both Houston, the Red Sox, those are teams you don't have to worry about. Their cores are completely dismantled. Even the Rays, yeah, and those are... even the, Rays the team you lost against last year that you should have beat in game five. You, can't, like, you just should have had that game one. The bats cannot die in the playoffs. And year after year, we see their bats, their big boys, not perform when it's it's not the pitching. Cole did his job last year. They did what they paid oh, him to do. Great. He they pitched yeah. gave me almost a heart attack in the first uh, inning when he had the bases loaded against the race. Yeah, that was. But that was he scary. did what he he had to do for the Yankees to well, win. They lose two to they one. Lost two to one. Lost Chapman yeah. is what two two. Uh, you say what you want, Mr. Smiles. Say what Mr. you Smiles. want. He, you know what? He better wipe it off his off his face. He better be smiling when they win a World Series or a pennant because. Now yeah. is the time. You have no excuses. Even the Rays, they trade every. They're not going to be a problem this year. The division, there's the division's yeah, wide open they, for them, was, and the AL is wide oh, open for them. There's to, to there's to win. Um, I really do like. Listen, I respect what the Rays do. They are that small market team that gets it done. Great organization. Probably would have wound up with 90, 93 wins anyway. Mm-hmm. But I really don't think any team really benefited more from a short season than them oh, with the style yeah. of how they play. The openers and everything, you know, these guys aren't doing it all season. Only sixty games, and I and they just lost one of their best relievers. While we were talking, they lost one of their best relievers till after uh, the All Star break. You, and then, but you trade a guy like Snell too, and you pull him from the World Series the way you did. That just doesn't send a good vibe into your locker room. It doesn't. I don't care how many players. Yeah, like you turn. made it that far, you want to now reach that level, mm-hmm. and it kind of seemed to go backwards. And you could see the manager so, be Kevin Cash. I mean, he did a great job, yeah. but like that one, we're all defined by decisions in life, and that one decision yeah, that was, is going to haunt him for quite some time. It's almost like everyone, everyone knows how the Rays operate, but everyone knew that that was not the right yeah. move. Like he was dealing. Mm-hmm. Dealing. Sometimes you and, have to let these pitchers pitch. I, I realize now you have yeah. the whole let's save their arms, but when you have a workhorse, when you got a stud, you gotta let him go till he can't go no more. You gotta let him go yeah. until you know when you have to pull the hook. So yeah, and you gotta listen to your guy. Like in in the NL, 
the the, the clear cut favorite is the yeah. Dodgers, and the American League. That team is not in the way for the Yankees. No. If anything, they might be, they might be the favorite. But there's no clear, real. Is there really that it comes to your mind a clear cut American League team that's like, it's, oh, this team's definitely just, making the it's World just Series? Just the Yankees. So there's no excuse this it's, year. It's a crap shit. There's no excuse this year yeah. for the NL. Just to, we'll go into the Mets now. So the Yankees, on my end, they got to do their job. I expect them, and I'm going to predict it now. I'm not going to make a prediction that they're going to win the World Series because, quite honestly, I think they're going to lose the World Series to whoever comes out of the NL. I'd hope they don't, obviously, but NL is stacked with some talent. The you National have League is loaded. Some great teams in the National League, like the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going, to, are going to be the favorites. They're the standard. They're the standard. Probably, honestly, probably would have won last year, regardless or not. Regardless, they would have won. Their team is. You add Mookie Betts to a already loaded mm. team. It's not fair. In their own division, and, you got the Padres. I mean, look at who they have. Very good young roster. Mm. Tatis is amazing. Machado. And you go over. Machado, can't forget about Snell him. They just added now. Snell. No. Just added Snell. Got Darvish, so that's huge. National League Central is very dicey. I mean, the Cardinals added Arenado, but like their lineup really isn't a scary no, lineup. They're an older team, you, too. Like they're four, an older four team. years ago, if you th- if you saw Goldschmidt and Arenado in the same lineup, you'd be like, oh, this, this team's, team's never mashing, losing a game. But it's, but it's them two, and then the rest of the lineup is meh. The whole National League Central is not no. great. Like the Brewers might be the best team. The Cubs are declining since their World yeah. Series. The Reds, the Reds are still a sneaky bunch. Mm. Uh, and the Pirates, they're the worst team in baseball. Oh my maybe. god, they not good. And then you go to the National League East, which I think is going to be a gauntlet. The Braves best division in baseball, I, not even close. I still think the Braves win. The Nationals, I think. You know, we'll we'll see what we get out of them. It was only sixty games, so it's hard to. It was really, and that's a point I forgot to make. It's very hard to judge any team on sixty games. That's not a. Yeah, that was not a full baseball season last year. Like because if you look at the Nationals World Series run through sixty games, they were like ten games under five. They were way out of the playoffs. They were about nine games back. So, so the Nationals. I mean, I'm not necessarily scared of them. I have them finishing third. Actually, I have them finishing fourth, mm. but like it's not like all oh, this is the fourth best team. It's it's very close. Uh, you got the Phillies. Again, I'm not terrified of the Phillies, but on paper, you you got the roster, so it's a very like things click. They should be good. And then obviously, I mean, you got the Marlins. They made the playoffs in the sixty games, but that's not something I see. That's mirage. Maybe they're turning. Maybe they're turning a nice little corner to get in the right path. We don't know. And then finally, obviously, you have my boys who had who had a listen. They didn't. Maybe they didn't have the best off season of out of all teams. But whether you like it or not, I know there's a lot of Mets fans who like to complain. They had a damn good off season. Like everyone knows it. Like they had a very good off season. They're going. I I still think they're going to finish second because until they could prove to me as a team that it, they could beat the Braves. They're not winning that division. But listen, I know you have your World Series expectations for the Yankees, which is fair. I'm just – this team has to make the playoffs. Like, I'm going to set the bar at that. Maybe it should be higher, but I still think there are little questions. Uh, the bullpen – I'm scared of the bullpen. The lineup, I'm not scared of at all. Mm. Uh, I like the rotation. I mean, Carrasco being out. Is gonna hurt, but they have more depth than they've honestly ever had before. They're not throwing out 
you know, sidewalk scrubs to fill in. So like that's good. You got the the man Degrom. I think playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a massive failure at the very least. And honestly, depending playoffs is is the bar right now. I do think they can make it to the NLCS, but I don't see a world. I see a world series within one condition, and I mentioned this earlier before the show. Chris Bryant. If you guys got Chris Bryant to match yeah, that Dodgers but, rotation, then I would, you know, then we could start talking. Yeah, like we'll see where they stand at the trade deadline, but there's no reason for this team not to match. Like they have, you you could you could pin this lineup up against any team in baseball. It's oh, one of the best far. lineups in baseball. I mean, the the Dodgers, the Dodgers mm-hmm. are the Dodgers. They're the standard. Uh, the Mets, they. Honestly, might have it. I mean, the Padres. There's there's some good lineups, but listen, you can put the Mets up with a lot of them. You got Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonso has looked absolutely insane mm-hmm. this whole spring. Uh, I don't know if he's still hitting over 400, but he's been mashing. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot slimmer. So oh, yeah. you saw what he's capable of. If you add that bat, that's huge. You got Conforto. I was about Did to I say the big acquisition here, like. That extension is something I really want to see done before the season, so I don't have to worry about that. Don't have to worry about the shortstop for a long time. That's something that should be done, Tom. Uh, I feel like that'd be foolish on yeah. the Mets' side if they can't get that done. It, yeah, you don't you don't trade two you don't trade two young shortstops for a, another shortstop yeah. if you don't. I don't I don't foresee that being an issue. I think that will, will get done. Yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel for this is baseball extensions typically take up until right before the season starts, mm-hmm. like the Grom's extension, two days. And this is the only one that jumps into my mind because it's the one that keeps being brought up to me. Two days before the season started, there's still like five or six days before it starts. Yeah. It's just got to get done. It's, you you got to lock this guy up. If he wants 350 you give him 350 You're the richest owner in baseball, and it's not and, particularly close. Give and the if man you want to send a message, if you're Steve be the Cohen, face and I know you've sent a lot of positive messages to your fan base, on many different areas, especially going out and getting top players like Lindor, getting top five, top ten quality type players like him, being the hunt for, for, for Trevor Bauer. You're sending positive message that you're not, you know, all, you know, with all due respect to the Wilpons, you're not, you know, frugal, to, to be kind. Yeah. You're not, you know. Yeah, and I know you've thrown money around, but he hasn't done these big so money this deals is where, that people have expected you know, yet. The, Got it. Yeah. This is where you show your willing you gotta show to spend that, the yeah. money. Like they signed James McCann, who was four for forty, and they got some other guys. But you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen that, that large extension. That has you been haven't. like wow. Yeah. Like obviously they made the big move, which was a trade, but you haven't paid that money. Conforto is still someone you should extend as well, but he's a Boris client, so he'll oh, probably yeah. just Everybody's, reach free agency yeah. because Scott Boris doesn't like. Scott Boris does unless, not like doing extensions. Unless he, wants the, guys the, to the he has a client that is like, you're, I'm brain dead and I don't I like to leave to go anywhere else. Like he really wants to stay. 97% yeah. of Scott Boris clients are going to free agency, which is a great, great move on the agent yeah. side. But so, still. Oh, yeah, because he mm-hmm. wants all the extra money. But, yeah, that's where I stand. This team has to make the playoffs. They're, like, they, they really have to. There's no reason mm-hmm. for them not to. At the very least, if I have no questions about this 
lineup. Just please mm-hmm. avoid the injuries. That's always been a play. Oh, you're for the t- Mets. Yeah, play play uh, for the mess. <laughs> <laughs> and above all else, I cannot wait for oh, us me, to be able to go to games now. again because we, we have a blast. Such a great time going to baseball games, and I can't wait to start doing that again this summer. Yeah. Now, final predictions for not the season per se, because we could we'll do a full, you know, kind of show on what we want to do, what what we think is gonna, how it's gonna play out for the MLB season. But what? How about this? Well, for both of our teams to wrap it up here what are the ceilings for both teams and what are the floors you think for me obviously the ceilings a world series and for the yankees we're talking realistic floors here and realistic ceilings now my i don't think the yankees aren't gonna not make the playoffs for me a floor a realistic floor for the yankees is they get bounced in the first round if they get bounced in the first, if they don't even yeah. win the in the ALCS, or if they don't even win the division and they lose in a wild card game, that's a floor. That they, they cannot get worse than that. Making the playoffs, yeah. you you fire everybody, or missing the playoffs, I should say. For the Mets, what is your yeah. ceiling? What is your floor? So realistic ceiling. So the ceiling, the ceiling is that's when you reach your heighted potential, mm. the most potential you can get. I again, like you, like you heard me say, I don't expect this, but I, I gen, I genuinely believe their ceiling can be a World Series. You have a, you have a lineup that's so much better than the one that made it in 2015. And again, the ceiling is where you can reach. If Noah Syndergaard comes back to his potential from Tommy John, that's an insane arm. If Strowman can pitch, you know, to the height of Strowman's potential, that's your three. You got Degrom. Taiwan Walker is a very underrated signing. And Carlos Carrasco has done it his entire career. Um, and again, the lineup is absurd. That's their ceiling. I don't think they make it there because their downfall, unless guys can turn it around, will ultimately be that that bullpen. And that's why I think their floor can very similarly be to 2019, a team that mm. probably should have made the playoffs. You know, in that 86 to 88 win range, maybe get bounced. I can't even say that. If they make it to a one-game playoff, I can't see them losing. I don't see them losing with a Jacob DeGrom must-win game. But uh, I guess their floor would be just missing the wild – Their seal, their, yeah, their floor would be just missing the wild card. But, again, I really expect gotcha. this team to make the playoffs. Would you – what, what would you say to that? I would like, say – I, I with, disagree with you on the ceiling. I still think they need a, a, a one more giant piece to get to the – I can see – I see the ceiling as, like yeah. – and NLCS, but I also I I even see as the ceiling like the one the one thing I think I honestly like the Brian, the Brian thing would thing really lead would, their lineup. Would put but me I think, over the edge for them. It would I, put me in a position yeah. where maybe they might not beat the Dodgers, but they could play. They could they can compete with them in a seven game series and possibly win. Yeah, I like if I were to like really look at it. I don't even. I think the yeah. lineup honestly is fine. If you really want to like drop the ceiling, which honestly is completely understandable, it would be the bullpen. Yeah. Like that's why I don't that always see seems them to be the case with the Mets, right? Making any kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does, doesn't it? For my entire bullpen's fandom, always been great that. for us here uh, in the Bronx. We, we, we yeah. but I know they like churn out beasts, but yeah, like that would be that's gonna be the. I'm not gonna like. I'm not. Predicting it, I'm just telling you that's yeah, going to hold this team back. I can see that from really reaching 
the highest of potentials. But yeah, like if maybe that's not maybe that's more of a maybe my prediction is more of yeah. a, if everything goes right, they'll get there. Not really a realistic ceiling, which I guess I can see in NLCS would make more sense. The way I spun it really was yeah, like yeah, if yeah. everything goes right, which in a way mm. it, it is different. But what I, I agree. And again, all that matters exactly, is that we get to Tom. go. I can't wait for summer. that. And, and I can't wait I for can't that. wait to see how this season plays out here. Uh we're gonna we're, we're definitely going to have a lot to talk, to talk about. about. Next week being opening day, we'll definitely talk about that. But I I would, I was going to get into the NHL, but there really is not much going on there right now. Their deadline is until April 12th. Next episode, this? we'll talk a little bit more about hockey. But we, Next, right next bat, week, right off the bat, we'll start with hockey. Okay. And I'll let you take we'll, over we'll do that. Like I did with basketball. Hockey. We will not. We will not. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I do support them needing more exposure. Yes. We will, will not, not be like, like other networks. Take them to the curb. Uh, we will lead. Yes, uh, we we're will not going to be like other hockey. four. Next other week, four letter. Ne- yes, we're That's not going to be like other four letter networks yeah. that I won't say here, uh, uh, where they don't cover it yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I understand its like place that. here in American society, and I understand it is the fourth fiddle. So we're not going to, yeah. you know, press on it too much, but we will definitely get more into baseball as it's opening day next week. A little bit more hockey action too, and we will also next week get into a little Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. I want to hear your thoughts on that because yeah. that's something that we that we couldn't I'll really unravel. get into today. We had a lot to talk about. We got a full two shows, honestly, Twan. So we'll get we'll have a lot yeah. to talk yeah, about. Uh, talk to about next week uh and we'll, we'll see what develops along the week here as well but uh Tuam, you wanna yeah. you wanna uh, this you wanna wrap this up for us yes i'll i'll wrap us up this is officially the end of part two of episode one but you know when it's uploaded it will technically be episode mm. two but this was our island after hours because again we were we got too much to talk about but we'll split it up we don't want to make you too yeah too uh bored by us but i hope you enjoyed i hope you uh can take everything we say with a grain of salt because we will say some crazy things uh but at the end of the day we're sports mm. fans just like all of you we're passionate and yeah. we're just talking about what we love i'm glad this is all rolling my man and i really really can't wait myself, to continue doing this all righty thank you all for listening and to all